Look at this. I got headphones on. I got a mic going. Baby. If only people could see you now. Hey, no video. We've gone through this before. All right, no all video. right, all right. Welcome to This Commerce Life. This is a podcast aimed at small, medium entrepreneurs focused on commerce. I'm Phil, your host, and Kenny, your co-host, will join us as well. And we're going to talk to you about the world of retail and commerce and how things are changing in the world. I'm just, I, I baked um, a carrot cake today. Oh, nice. So, the, yeah. And I am eating a, a good portion of that. <laughs> of that cake. It's vegetables. I'm the major shareholder, so to speak. It's okay. Yeah. You're getting your vegetables. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating my vegetables. Oh, wow. They're in the form of a cake, but they are like there. And I tell my son that. It has the look of the color of a carrot. So that's well, that is a vegetable. That's a vegetable. Yeah. I tell my son oh my sometimes, God. I'll have pie in the morning for breakfast. He goes, what are you doing? I said, it's like toast. Yeah. There's the crust that's made from flour, like bread. And a jam is made with the, like the apples and stuff. Okay. It's toast. Same, same. Same, listen, yeah, it's the same, same, same. Listen, same, this same. podcast needs to last. So like if you kill yourself eating pie <laughs> myself, in the morning. I say not every morning. If I have it, though, it's acceptable. It's like toast. <laughs> you Same only live once, Phil. I mean, you exactly. To, you got to enjoy you food. Need to bring, <laughs> you need to bring that. No, no, that no. I, I have my share of eating, too. <laughs> you know, I think we, it's like we're toast. Fellow, we're fellow diners. So we, exactly. we, love, we love food. The three of us love food. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. I, you know, when we get out of this and the three of us get together to eat. Whew, oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. You know, I'm looking forward to having those opportunities again. You know, I think it's almost like there's going to be a little bit of readjustment because I think we've lost some of those social skills. Uh, I think I don't think you're wrong. How do you? It's not just even well, see, because we're still doing that in the West. Like you guys have really been locked down. Like we can still go outdoor patios, right? Oh, do you? Oh yeah. I mean, that's 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 we we were indoor dining until a month ago. So we we've never been in the situation you guys have, but you do lose. uh, You might would go to four or five couples, and you'd have to like small talk, or you'd have you know you do your group things. Like now you're going to four people. It's so many. Typically, it's couples. Like it's two guys, two girls. It's it's the whole thing is different, and then you're not even going out that often anymore. Like we're going out probably once every two three weeks. You guys not at all. I get it. But it's, you know, I actually, I think that the easiest way to get through this will be, I think the analogy I was thinking about was um, when, when uh, Facebook bought WhatsApp, do you remember that? It was like probably four or five years ago and WhatsApp had been super steady. And then I think two weeks after it, it, I don't think it had anything to do with it, but they had, they had a, they had an outage for something like five hours of WhatsApp time. And we were laughing because we thought maybe what they did is they they saw the checks they were getting from Facebook and then <laughs> got drunk and fell in a ditch for you know four or five <laughs> hours. Um, so I, I actually been. think that when we get there to, to kind of reset us, what we really should do is the entire country should get drunk, fall yeah. down in a ditch, and then that'll just reset everything back to zero. You know, like that'll kind of like blow all the social conventions out of the way and then we can get back to you know just um you know whatever i wonder what how it's gonna how it's gonna go 
Like yeah, what, what yeah. is the reset and what's back? What's normal again? That's a great question. Ken. Don't know. Right. But you know, no I think it, um, it is going to be something like, <laughs> you know, when the second world war, I mean, it left so many scars. One of them was that um, a lot of men had to go to the trenches and yep. women had to step up to take those roles that men couldn't yep. fulfill mm-hmm. in the economy. After mm-hmm. the war, that never came back to be the same. So steadily, women became more of a more active part of the formal economy. Yep. And mm-hmm. that was a lasting effect. <clears throat> and I think about this economy, about this pandemic when it subsides, it is going to leave some of those long-lasting effects yeah. on the on life. So, what is it going to be? I don't know. I think this is one of them. Yeah. Uh, the the fact that we are going to be living a much larger proportion of our lives online. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For both shopping probably online, shopping working online, working online, yeah. and you know behaviors and habits. Usually, these psychologists I I've heard they say that it takes about. 49 days some of them say 86 days to form but we have been in this for 390 days or something yeah. like that yeah in those habits we can, we don't even realize how deep they are now i mean we we think that we're going to go back to something and yes we will go back but it Not is going to same. be a very odd blend and i tell you right now peter i'm sorry to interrupt you out no, here again you guys have no restrict you guys have shitloads of restrictions right Mm-hmm. Our grocery stores, the the hardware stores, the mall, like everything's open, right? As soon as you go into a store, let's say like a superstore, Loblaws for you guys out, out east. As soon as you go into one of those stores and you see too many people, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be in here. Mm-hmm. Like that whole mentality uh, that now. Yeah, we, is we already that. to the point. Like you go to Costco and you're thinking, oh, there's no line. That must mean it's got to be packed. And like you start doing you know, all these dumb things where before, yeah. no issue. But now all of a sudden, yeah. uh, that, that's too many people. Yeah. You so, know? So I can tell you the last time that I ate in a restaurant was on a patio and it was um, August 18th. Um, and I know that because we, we hemmed and hawed about it. And then we ran away for like three days to Blue Mountain um, just to hang out the family yeah. the three the five of us right and uh and we we ate lunch on a patio at blue mountain and we remember i remember it because we were in the village and uh we, we had lunch we felt uncomfortable and then when we finished lunch we actually sat and waited because we were really uncomfortable where we were but there were so many people walking around the village that it made us even more <laughs> I mean, it's even more uncomfortable. And that was last August. That's the last Seriously. time that I've eaten out anywhere. We went twice last month. Yeah. Twice on an outdoor yeah. patio in April. And that's not yeah. a lot. I mean, it's only two times, but yeah, yeah, yeah. different. Like, yeah, you know, August, different. August 18th of 2020 is the yeah, last time we ate out. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was uh, February 14th of 2020. Wow. 2020. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit, just man. Before, That's like just 15 months. This, the, yeah. yeah. And we used to go every, <clears throat> more or less, no, every three, three or four times a month. Yeah. Jesus. You know, we had a family or yeah, yeah, yeah. night with my wife. Yeah. yeah. And we used to yeah. go out. I mean, we, we love food and we love to go out. But now yeah. when this blew up, then, then we haven't been out. So I don't know how I'm going to behave. I'm going to have to learn to behave again. 
to go to a restaurant. Or... It won't matter. It's not like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be packed. Maybe people Probably. are dying to get back out. Like, I mean, they're not the same now. I mean, again, because you guys don't have the experience, but you know, it's, it's weird, right? It's not like they're, it's not jam packed. Like it used to be that ambient noise that sort of made a restaurant hum and give you that buzz. That's sort of not yeah. there anymore. It's different. It is. Yeah. You know, know the same thing goes it's for different. bars and clubs. <laughs> well, a concerts. Are we going to get back to concerts? concerts yeah. yeah. Plays, music. I don't know. I don't think that those will be. I think people will yeah. eventually go back to some of those, but I don't think it's going to be as natural. It's going to I, be yeah, more. I don't know of if I want to be in those seats that close to each other. Yeah, they're tight, or, eh? Like theaters know. and and like movie theaters and play theaters, they're tight. They're tight, and you know, I think that it is going to be more reflective. I mean, <clears> we <throat> have lived in a world where that that was free, right? That we we were able to go and do and. Absolutely. Jump around. But our kids who are in this formative years, having spent a year and a half, two years behaving this way, mm, that is yeah. 25% of their lives in some cases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they have learned that distancing is necessary. They have learned that getting together in crowds is not good. So I don't know when they're like 20, will they go to concerts like we used to? Probably, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. It, it's going to be them who is going to be different. It's just like I was reading the other day how Facebook and um, and uh, and Twitter, in terms of usage among teens, is really low. Like it has been yeah. low for a long time, but it continues to decline. I wonder when these teens become adults, then what the where is Facebook and in um, oh, when we go, it goes. Going to be? It's, it's, it's our age group and up that are the predominant users. Yeah. So it's already, in essence, it's already almost got a life cycle attached. It's, it's like it's stamped now. So picture how old a 50-year-old is and tack on the years, and that's how long it goes. That's right, yeah. Right? Instagram has kind of got probably a little longer legs. But you're yeah. probably TikTok. I, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the concept of TikTok. I don't, really, I don't care. I mean, I see people do it, but it definitely skews younger. They seem to like it. So, so I actually have a story about that. I am, because uh, in, in, in my school years, I, I took English Lit and Poli Sci. And one of my um, former classmates is a teacher at a high school now. And she asked me if I would come and do a master class on poetry. Um, mm-hmm. So I said, no problem, I'll do it. And so I'm getting ready for that now. And what I realized, like, it's for a grade 12 class, right? So pre-uni um, English lit class. And even the, in grade 12, the grade 12s are not a TikTok generation. Like, they're no. not a TikTok age group. So it's actually it younger than them. It's, it's, it's younger than younger, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like grade, grade 10 and below, right? And yes. so when I was looking at, like, Cause you know, cause I want, I wanted to pick some uh, more colloquial images that was, you know, appropriate for their time. So I can, you know, put a modern spin on, um, you know, cause poetry isn't just about Tennyson and Shakespeare and, yeah. you know, but, but um, I was looking at going, Oh, I, I like, I had pulled some TikTok stuff and I went, no, this is actually too young for them. They're not going to. <laughs> so where are they then? Like, like is Snapchat pretty much dead? Is that dead? They're they're snapping. No, Instagram is straight twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably where they're parked, right? Yeah. yeah. I know TikTok so, team does seem to like that tween. 
yeah. it seems to be yeah. in there. Yeah, great yeah. tool. I've seen a lot of, uh, like with my son, for example, it's uh, Insta, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Instagram yeah. is like the go The Insta to. everything. Yeah. Yeah, Insta everything. Yeah. And then, Interesting, eh? Yeah, that's the preferred one. So I guess mm -hmm. that over the next five years, when they become adults, Instagram is going to be the new Facebook for quite some time. And then 15, 20 years, it's going to be maybe Snapchat or TikTok. Um, uh, and and I think no, but and then and the, that comes. younger crowd has embraced an audio format as well. So I noticed, like like my fifteen year old and all of her friends are doing. Uh, they don't send each other uh, DMs; they send mm -hmm. audio messages. So they yes. actually record themselves and then they send it, and then they exactly. you know, like it's almost like voicemails but yeah. in audio format, right? So they record something they want to say to each other and then they just send it. See, to me now, and, and that's bizarre to me. Listen. Yeah. See, the texting I, I get, because you know what the texting does? It stops me from having to get into a long conversation or talk, right? So mm -hmm. if you're going to voice text me, pick up the fucking phone. You may as well phone me. It's the same thing. You know? <laughs> you're wasting the time talking. Pick same, it up. Same. You may as well just do the same. It's not same, same because, because I can leave you a message. <laughs> you can listen to it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. like a yeah, phone thing means that? i i gotta i gotta put it up to my ear because they don't have that they don't they don't put I get things okay to but if someone ear, texts right? you like if someone texts you are, if someone yeah. texts you you got your phone in front of you what do you do you wait an hour and a half to, to respond no milliseconds yeah so it's yeah. the same to me that's what i'm getting yeah. at is again if it's the middle of the night you want to leave me a voice text yeah. email same same i'm not picking up till the morning <laughs> but during the day if you're voicemailing you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sit there thinking okay i guess i got a voicemail i'm back Send. I'm thinking. Then at that point, I'm gonna yell at you. Phone me. <laughs> well, you know yeah. that is there is an insight there, Kenny. I think that what they're avoiding is the direct contact. Sure, they are. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it is. Oh, I'm telling well, you. Different than I us. Don't need to listen to you. Well, that's why we text. Why do you text? You know why I text? I don't want to talk to you necessarily. I want mm -hmm. to communicate with you, and I, I want to be. I've got things to tell you, but I just don't want to get caught into a ten or fifteen or twenty minute mm -hmm. phone call. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, Phil, that's how you and I do it. Because I know we can bang, yeah. bang, 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 done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to yeah. talk to you. I like hearing your yeah. voice. But I talked to you too much yeah. this week anyway. But it's it's that. It's 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 to compress yeah. time. Yeah. To compress time. And, and, and it's almost like the desire of, I want to talk <clears throat> to you. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> I think, yeah. I just I think it's have... time. I do. I think you're thinking, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. A few years ago, Rogers had this... Um, feature on my phone that allowed i don't know if you used it but it was like maybe 10 years ago where you could actually record your message and send it directly to yeah. the voice yeah. message the voicemail yeah. of people you wanted to talk to and that was very convenient because i like i if i wanted to say like for example we're gonna have a party on saturday like make sure you come so i just recorded it once and sent it to five seven people. yeah send it yeah, yeah and yeah. then and then he was like, what time did you call? Because I never, I, it went straight to my voicemail. I don't exactly, remember. I didn't want to talk to you. I just wanted to yeah, get some information. That's so I, I did that. I had a boss that I never wanted to talk to. And that's what I did. <laughs> and she could awesome. never, she was like, my phone was on the whole time. Like, well, I don't know. Just yeah, went maybe to phone's not working. Right? You, you should not tell us. Phone yeah. I left you a voicemail. You know, just check the voicemail. You know, yeah. don't call me back. Just check the yeah. voicemail. Like, just that's check funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and then there's people like me you know i get people leave me voicemail and i phone them back and they say did you listen to voice and i said no i figured yeah you know, I, called whatever. You I'll, I just phone you what the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. want to have to go listen to the voicemail then i gotta yeah. phone you yeah, yeah i mean yeah. just phone you yeah oh my gosh 
Well, in today's world, um, you know who's called. Why leave me a voicemail? I'm not going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. I just phone you back or text yeah. you what? <laughs> oh, so you know, those are the behaviors that we're going to carry with us. Yeah, into, I guess so. Oh, my gosh. Post the pandemic. It's... Who knows how we're going to be? I don't know. I, I, I mean, mm. two years from now, we're going to see what we're going to look like, but we're going to look like look like a little different. I think you're right. I don't, again, I don't think, well, first off, to your point, the younger people, there is no normal to go back to. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Even matter. for all of us, you know, we're 15 months into this. We're not going to get out of this in the next month. Like, I think you, you guys are going to be locked down probably to the, at least the end of the month. Yeah. It's, you're going to get extended. You know that. We probably no, no. Too. At least I, I actually think so. We're we're beginning of May. I, I would say, probably if we're lucky, end of June. Oh, really? You think it's two months? I think it's end of June. Like, like we, oh. we still have like high, high incidence in cases. We're just making our way through vaccines. Like you're hearing stories of people in their 30s. Um, my 18 year old was able to get a shot, right? So, but we're but we're in a yeah. we're in a hot spot. So, I, I think you. I think there's at least another month before, you know, let's say we get through first shots and then you still got to get through second shots. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you go through the summer where we're going to get lackadaisical because we're outside transmissions well, less with, with first shots only. Right. Fall. So you hope that nothing happens with the right. first shot that screws it all up and we got to right. start all over again. Right. So, you yeah. know, plus we don't know how these shots are going to do with variants. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's Ooh. all over the place now. God yeah. forbid that the variants get the better of us because then uh, we're back to okay zero. nope okay okay i'm i'm <laughs> okay so tonight yeah, that's the best ever 18 minutes 18 usually it's about no, eight man. nine minutes but, no, 18 I, minutes. we could have kept going because all of this is interesting it's just like the this the variant and the second shot all that like the, it'll just take a dark dark turn here so um so I, i'm gonna cut it off here we have peter rodriguez back with us tonight and uh, Peter is the marketer extraordinaire. He, um, if you if you don't recall, I'll put the episode link down below, and you should listen to the first episode. But Peter had some um, really great uh, personal branding stuff that he was working on. Um, you know, think about the way you talk about uh, it's the pandemic. So it's a good time to be thinking about how you talk about yourself, and <laughs> we're all going to need to learn to reintroduce ourselves when we actually see people for real again. Um, but uh, Peter, Peter and I are part of, um, we're, we're two of a trio in a, in a food group that, that we've been, we realized that we've been meeting uh, as a threesome for like, I think it's 10 years now. Was it, or was it? More? It's around 15 years. 15 years. Um, crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. So, so we were we were meeting virtually uh, as a, as a threesome to celebrate eating, and Peter had some new developments that uh, you know he's kind of brought to his stuff. So we said, you know, come back on, man, tell us what's going on, show us show us what what the deal is. So um, so Peter, yeah, well, thank you. Back. You know, thank you very much, Phil and Kenny. It is a pleasure to be at uh, this commerce life again. It is amazing. I admire the work that you guys are doing it's uh, i think Thank it's um, always relevant it's even more relevant in our times and even more so in the pandemic times yeah. uh, because you're bringing themes and um, uh, knowledge and insight to the industry that is high, highly needed 
And um, I am honored to be one of your guests. Uh, I've seen how many guests that you've had in the last few months, and it's a, I'm, I'm honored to be on that list. So you just keep talking, talking like that, my friend. You can come on as many yeah, times yeah, as you, you like. You know. What are you, <laughs> you doing next week? Buttering up the host like back? that, buddy boy. You're on. You're a lifer. <laughs> well, you know. Thank you. I uh, I am honored and I am delighted to be here. And I, I'm um, it's it's you know what I what I left the last time. I, I left very satisfied with our conversation because it felt like a lot of very smart chat. It's a, it's a chat, mm. but it's a very smart, it's engaging, it's fun. And it, it covers a lot of things that are both business and personal. And I think that that's what makes it distinctive. And Thank you. It's relatable. And, and, and I think that that's why I believe it has a ton of uh, future, a, you, a great future. You left ahead. a very favorable impression as well. We've, we've had a lot yeah. of comments, uh, we get a lot of comments, right? Like we get a lot of like, hey, great show, great show. But um, yours is one of those that we've we've heard um, quite a few times, right? Where people have said, this is my favorite episode. Um, I really well, love this one. you even spun it back that second time, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then when we, we replayed you, um, because I just booked you back on and then we had, we had an opening because uh, Kenny, Kenny was sick with the uh, with the COVID. Um, and so we, we replayed your episode and got a fresh round of, this was my favorite episode. I really love this episode. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, I am very glad to hear that and, um, and delighted to share with you, um, any new, um, thoughts and insights that I have come Mm -hmm. across in the last, um, so many months. I think that it's been about almost a year since the first one, Mm -hmm. I think. Is that long? Yeah, uh, probably I think longer July. than that, actually. Longer, I think than, longer that? than that. Well, yeah. you know, I I think it was before, just just when the pandemic was about to start, or it was starting. So yeah, probably okay. about. Wow, a year. I thought it was in the fall. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> I'll look it up while you're talking, but but I, I'm fairly it sure it was a while ago, actually. Yeah, but you know, this is a fascinating thing. You know. Um, it, it, I, the more I learn about human behavior in the way that we introduce ourselves as professionals and as individuals, the more engaging and fascinating it becomes. And one of the reasons is because these are the things that it looks like a blind spot for most humans. We are very good at selling things that we sell for a living. Even if we're not in sales, we're always selling but we forget about ourselves. We forget about how to introduce the value that we bring to society, to the world, to business. And that is almost like um, liability um, for most people. It's, uh, it stops not only the professional, but it also stops progression for a company. You know, one of the latest insights that I have to share with you is that I had a great chat with a um, senior HR executive and we were talking of a very large organization. I'm not gonna mention it in the financial system. And they would say, well, you know, I, I told him one of the ways that you can use branding is to quickly identify though the potential of people and where they should go. Because you're always having to deal with a ton of information about people in terms of the assets that they have, but not how to use them. And that is because it's not simplified in a way that you say, well, this individual is about this and fits perfectly 
in this career path or in this role. You have to figure it out by looking at skills and all of the traditional attribute route as opposed to the branding route, which would make it much more simple and much more natural for both the candidate and the, and the company. And I hadn't thought about that before that conversation, but it is true. Um, it is when you have clear branding, it's not only the individual that benefits, but the organizations and customers and other people benefit because they know exactly mm-hmm. what, what you're about. They know exactly where, how to think about you. And that has been one of the biggest learnings um, that has happened. And um, one of the things that um, I will be sharing with you is that um, this led in the fall to launching a new webinar and also a new program. And the program, which is now live, is a seven week program in which people can actually go through the steps themselves and get to brand themselves with the um, with, with the knowledge that the best brands in the world use in order to get to a position in statement. And why is it seven weeks? I figured out that <clears throat> this is something that you cannot do in overnight. You cannot say, yeah, I don't have a personal brand today. I'm going to have one tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen that way. And you, uh, both of you know that in business, when you commission someone to develop a brand statement or create um, content, it takes time to get to good quality. It needs not different for uh, your personal brand. You have to invest the time. And I can, can, can I pause you there for a second? Of course. Because I, I think the three of us understand that, but I actually think that that is a, um, I'm surprised at how many times uh, I trip over that, <clears throat> you know, when you're talking to brands, you know, because uh, it, it resonates in everything, right? Like, I mean, um, you know, like I, I use this analogy a lot, but I think, you know, when you get into things like, Google ads, for example, right? So let's say you want to place a Google ad. Um, Everyone says, well, what's the big deal, right? And the big deal isn't in the mechanics. Everybody can learn the mechanics, right? But Google says you only have 29 characters for your title. But if you're not tight on what you are and what you're trying to deliver, those are the longest 30 characters of your life, right? And, And so maybe it's good to pause there just for a second. Maybe like, so how come not overnight? Like what? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, I, I what like why don't we just throw everything in a microwave and figure it out? Like, what's why not overnight? Well, I'm sorry, Kenny, you were going to say something. No, I, I, I'm kind of with Phil. I'm just thinking, okay. Well, the, the, it, it, the reality is because it has to be deep. You know, I, and I don't know if you've heard me say that um, that that anecdote of that guy who said uh, in a letter. I apologize for not writing a short letter because I didn't have time. Uh, I didn't have time to do that. So I apologize for the long letter. So it is a lot easier to write a long letter and throw everything on the microwave. Right. Uh, and then you put the, you put the, all of the responsibility of figuring out what you want to say on the receiver. And then they can make up any story they want. I mean, whatever you say, like if you say, let's say in the analogy of the letter, if it's a 10-page letter, they will pick and choose whatever they want. However, writing 
a six word headline is a lot more difficult because it has to be three things. It has to be, first of all, relevant. And to be relevant, you need to know what needs that you're talking to in the receiver. So, so that they say, well, I care about this. This is something for me. Number two, it has to be distinctive and it has to be distinctive by elevating your attributes into benefits, something that I want to hear, something that I'm interested about that resolves my big problem. And the last thing, it has to be purposeful. So it has to convey that energy that you bring to the table. And that's consistent with the, your all of your acts. So I would say I would go beyond Google. It is not only, 29 is way too long. No one has time for 29 words. Tell me about you in six words. And that will make me pay attention. That will make me tell you, wait a minute, Phil, tell me more. And if you get that response from me as an audience, tell me more, then that is a goal for you because then I've opened my mind to letting you plant the seeds that you want in my head. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, 29 um, words is characters. a very- characters. 30 characters. Yeah, 30, 30 characters. characters. Okay, so that 30 characters- So roughly six words. It's <laughs> six very six small words. words. Yeah, yeah six, six small words. And that, but you know, those are the big things. Um, I remember one of the big um, brands that positions themselves and they have tremendous R&D. I, I think you've heard me talk about how much I admire Tide. Tide, that's the product, it's a fantastic product. Great R&D. It's one of the best products mm-hmm. on, the, on the planet to clean stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they ever talk to you about that? No. It's basically the message is if it has to be clean, it has to be tight. And then they own that space of tight, clean, clean, tight. And then the whole story comes after that. So ask yourself, what is your version of if it has to be clean, it has to be tight. Something that will not let me forget you. That will not let me um, confuse who you are, get confused about who you are in a sea of sameness. Because that's also another reality. And in the pandemic, that's another insight that I found um, since we last talked. During this time, people lost track of how to do that even more so online. So I've had, I don't know, countless, just like yourselves, I've had countless meetings on Zoom. And every time you get to know new people, you cannot remember what they're about. Because first of all, you've lost a lot of the physical elements like the body language that you would see in person. So that's gone. So you cannot relate to that in order to attach it to that person. And if that person says, well, tell me about yourself. And that person starts going, I've done, I've been, I had, I did. And all of that story, you don't know what to pick from that. You just say, well, the guy with the blue shirt and I, that who talked too much. And that's about it. So in the in these times, getting to that those 29 characters or six words has become so much more critical. And people do not know how to do that. People are sometimes forgotten um, 
and, and, and they don't get what they want because it, it is not only about getting a job. It is about getting a contract. It's about upselling a client. It is about getting a promotion. And it's maybe about switching gears from one industry to another. It is about negotiating your next uh, mortgage. It's everything has, people make decisions on an emotional basis. And they immediately say, well, am I going to give these resources to A or B? Well, they're going to give it to the people who are most relevant and more distinctive to them. So it's a pretty serious stuff. So that's another, another insight that I found over the last few months that people forgot about that in the pandemic. And Zoom etiquette, I mean, suffered. I mean, you would see how many people would get into a, kind of like a formal meeting and um, they completely forgot about how to project their personal brand through the new resources that we have. So it is uh, that was a big that was a big aha for me that in this world that we're going to have to live in, which is going to be highly digital, highly on screens, this becomes even more important because uh, people do not have the elements of physical interaction in order to be remembered and establish their personal brand. What have you guys found? And I, you, as you have talked to people in the industry, um, has, does this resonate with you guys? Yeah, I think so. I, okay. I think so. I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think all of those things resonate, right? Like, I mean, you, you get into zoom meetings, the ones that are the most compelling are, are people who are really clear about who they are and what they do. Um, like those are, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you two, right. I, I probably, today was one of those days. I think I sat through, I want to say 10 zoom meetings today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like in various stages, right? 20, 30 minutes. Uh, I think I was on with you for 90, Two Kenny, at one them, point, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so, um, but the, the ones that were the most memorable are, are the ones where they were super clear about who they are. They had a, a real sense of, um, you know, the story stuck, right? Um, I guess is, is probably yeah. the simplest way to explain it. Um, the story stuck, right? Like that, that's an impression that, you know, really I just, Sometimes home. I just wonder, Peter, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess as a, even as a species, are we wired for this though? Because I say that is if you look at where we are in, in, as an animal, right? Sort of in the food chain, right? Even how, how, you know, nine months gestation, kids stay with us for a long time because we're relatively high in the food chain. Like you, you, you don't have to rush, you don't have to do things in minutes or milliseconds to sort of count. Do you know what I mean? A mistake you make isn't going to, you're not going to get eaten by a lion. You're not going to get eaten by a shark or another <laughs> predator. You know, it's not like yeah. you're another animal where it's literally life or death. So I think we're probably wired to have 500 characters and a little time to tell the story. And it's very hard then to sort of flip all that psyche and now say, okay, you've got 29 characters, spit it out. And you're thinking, spit what out, man? I, mean, I, can't even, I can't even say hello in 29 characters. And I think that's what probably is, 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 is it doing that. The other thing I find on this digital medium is that distraction 
is super high. You would never get away with the shit that we get away with on Zoom that we would have face to face. Like, you know, I'm walking around the kitchen. I can make lunch. I can make, you know, you're, you're picking mm-hmm. up your phone. You're doing, mm-hmm. other, you know, you can see people clicking away. I mean, we've seen enough videos that forget pants. You forget, you know, it's shit that you just would never get away with in the, nor- in the old normal world. So you're I think this whole digital right. thing is like <laughs> screwing with people. That is why people are so, so messed up in the last while. There's so many things that we, we've had to change so quickly. Just the human contact. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I and, and I'm gonna just continue on that thought that you had, Kenny. Um, even when you're one to one, I notice that the attention span is dropping. It's not declining; it's dropping. Sure. So, if you think about 2000, the attention span that we had was around 20 seconds. Then, time passed, and it went down to 10 seconds very quickly within a yeah. decade. And then probably now, I mean, the latest numbers were eight. And I bet you that by now it must be close to six. Yeah. The, digital, the digital environment is teaching us to consume things only in bits and then jump to the next thing. So yeah, this is we, a, don't, we don't do anymore, but we just... Exactly. And how do, you, how do you make anything out of that? Exactly. Well, in, in, and I found that that is also true when you're meeting people in person. People keep looking at you, but they're checking out in their heads because they're going into something else in their mind. So that's why it becomes even more important to capture their imagination. You've got no choice. You've got to capture fast. So that they, it's it's like grabbing a hook so that they say, tell me more. That's interesting. Tell me more. And that gives you the opportunity to go to the story. So, I think that the way that we were wired, and to your point, I mean, it was like, go to the big story and then synthesize it at the end, and this is the morale of the story. Right. That, unfortunately, doesn't work that, that way anymore. You have to say the big headline that catches your attention and your imagination, your curiosity, and then you can serve them everything, anything. Right. I mean, you can go as far as you want. However, it will not get anywhere if it doesn't carve a little niche in their psyche. Yeah. And I think that that's what branding is about these days. And it's a new currency. And uh, I was having a chat with, um, with, with also um, a, a business leader today. It's the currency today is not your resume. Your resume is only, a, you know, a spec sheet. It's almost like wanting to buy a TV set, beautiful TV set. Uh, out of the spec sheet only. And in, in reality, you buy it because of how sexy it is, how interesting it is. Yeah, gonna look in my, else, right? It's going to make me look great. I'm going to feel fantastic when wow. I see that on my um, on my wall or whatever it is. And then only then you go into the spec sheet and maybe you say, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's 4K, 8K, whatever. I mean, it looks amazing. That's all you want. So it's talking to the benefit. That mindset is the same mindset that uh, personal brands that are successful are able to do. They introduce themselves with a big idea in very few words, some images, and then you say, well, wait a minute, that's different. And that appeals to me. And then the story comes flowing. And um, that is the that is something that relates directly to how our way of thinking has changed. The, the advertising world is in big um, has made many mistakes recently 
because we talk about ourselves, we talk about our products, we talk about our brands, but we don't talk about the benefits for people in a way that is relevant and distinctive for them. So you end up having a ton of content, a great story that doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't go anywhere. You know, I was looking at the, the other day, I was having a, a chat with a gentleman uh, because you, have you seen the ad for Volvo where Jack, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme does the big split between the two big traders? Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. It's a fantastic film. It's an amazing piece of film. But we were debating, is it a good ad? And I say, no, it is not a good ad. It is a fantastic thing you want to watch over and over because it's so mesmerizing. But I haven't it's, gone out and bought a Volvo because of it. I can't remember who the car was. Exactly. Exactly. You, <laughs> you don't remember what Sorry, the car I, was. I don't. I, I see the Volvo. Oh, yeah, the Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and you know, probably they yes. knew that when they did some of their, you yeah. know, the due, dis- the due diligence to see if it was tracking because mm-hmm. they had to insert the logo on the bottom right. And even like that, you miss it because, yeah. I mean, Jack yeah. Van Damme is so mesmerizing that who's going to be care- caring about a logo? Yeah. So, again, it is missing the opportunity to tell me what's in it for me. Why should I care about this brand? What is it the big benefit it's giving me in a way that I can tell my grandmother who is not going to buy it. So when you are able to say something so simple and say, Hey, I'm going to tell my mom or my grandmother who is not a marketer, who is not in business. And I can clearly say it. Then you have a good positioning. Then you have a good brand. And that leads me to another insight that I found recently. You know, I was being asked, I was in a debate the other day about uh, what is positioning? And I said, well, you know, first of all, I don't like mumbo jumbo, marketing mumbo jumbo. I like to make, I like marketing, but I don't like to confuse people. So positioning in essence for me is what you think about me when you hear my name, that's positioning. Or what you think about whatever brand would you, hear the brand's name. Mm-hmm. That's all. The first thing that comes to mind, that's what they're positioning. So what do you want to be in people's minds as soon as they think about you? When they say Kenny, oh, Kenny dot, dot, dot. Amazing ad. Big benefit. Can't live without Kenny. Yeah. Or, um, you know, Phil. Phil, I mean, oh, yeah, no, you know, Phil, oh, Phil, yes, dot, 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 fantastic yeah. at X. That is the equity. And, you know, that is an asset because it's a shortcut so that people immediately absorb everything you are and the value you bring. And I say it's an asset because it allows you to charge a premium price. It separates you from everybody else. You say, well, my fee is 25% of all everybody else. No one is going to question that because you bring that perceived value from that emotional chart, emotionally charged <laughs> idea that you say, of course, I'm going to pay more. I'm not even going to question it. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll look at the specs later, but I'm going to pay a premium. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay departing with, parting ways for, with my money for that thing, which is your Do you brand. think, Peter, though, do you think this has been a, a part of and I'll tell you where I'm, I'm going to go with this. I'm going, to, I'm going to end up going sort of quasi-political. And just because it's it sort of, well, populism sort of starts these ways. Do you know what I mean? You pick small, small things. You MAGA. 
or you know you you coin phrases and things like that and what it is is just i don't think you ever i think you sell shit but you never sell a clear story do you know what i'm trying to say i'm getting at is that i i think it's sad in some ways that that if it goes too far this way is that the context it's really hard like if, if someone said to me you know to describe uh, a great leader. I don't know who a great leader. Say Gandhi. Let's say Gandhi was a great leader. Yeah, you could probably spit Gandhi out in, like you said, five or six words to get me enticed to want more. The challenges with people who are enticed, in my opinion, like sort of four or five words, is I don't know how long I've got them. Like if I have to work that hard for the first five or six seconds, because I've got. You're right. I think I don't even think we have six seconds anymore. Like you have five seconds, man. Like that's, that's a, you gotta, you gotta, you, you're, you spend so much time trying to find the hook, which is critical, especially as marketers. Cause we all, I mean, I, I, my degree is in marketing too. And I love the aspect of it. I just see it sometimes spin out how it's spinning in society as, as a whole, Never mind just um, as we talk without nefarious intent, like, you know, we're talking about this to grow our brand brand, but this has been used very recently for interesting plays absolutely and, and done well by the way mm -hmm. done very well done very well but you know it is all marketing at the end of the day it is 100 it's all about creating values creating perceptions in other people's minds that benefit a brand if you can create those values yeah and it sounds very it sounds very harsh. I mean, how are you going to, how are you thinking about creating values in people's minds? But it is what, it is how we humans operate. I mean, we create. It is. We those... just didn't have to worry about it in five seconds. Exactly. We had time. Yeah. Like you could we sit down and have a cup of coffee, and, you know, by, you know, an hour later, you think, ah, I'm going to like this guy or don't. Now you're, 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 you're basically challenging us, all of us in milliseconds to, to go. And you're thinking, exactly. Shit, I, man. I want to add, I want to add something because it's something that I tell the students I teach as well. Um, so, you know, like I, I think for readers, like this is, it's pretty intense stuff, right? And if you're having some trouble with it. So one of the things that I do in my class is we go through their LinkedIn profiles. You know, mm -hmm. these are all graduates yeah. who are trying to find jobs. Um, and usually when they come out of my LinkedIn um, session, most of them feel pretty down, right? Because I look at it because I, I think I think you're bang on, right? Because what I say to them is you, you got to think of your LinkedIn, you know, one, almost no employer ever asks for a resume anymore, right? Like the first no, thing we all you do is LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, whatever. We try to figure out who you are. You know, they try and figure out who you are. Um, but when you go to LinkedIn, they're really like LinkedIn is like a product page for you, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So if you went to Amazon and you went to buy something, like in five seconds or less, you figure it out whether that's the product for you yep. or I'm going to keep shopping. And so that's what I say to all of them is you have like five seconds, right? And then you have to figure out what goes above the fold, what goes below the fold. And then if you don't know who you are and you can't say it in the above the fold portion, you're Who's screwed, right? Like, like, yeah. and so the first things I go after is like that, that, um, you know, that section, everyone says the same thing is like, I am a strong communicator. I'm a team player. And I, um, you know, and uh, I don't know, there, there's some other, and I said, why do you put that in there? 
you, you're actually better off just saying, I am looking for a customer service position, or I am looking for, I am a marketer and I'm really good at marketing. Like you're better off doing that because everybody says the same thing. So you have to figure out what's you and what you desire and how to communicate yeah. that. Um, which I think is where you're going with it's all the same thing. Like, it's, 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 but gotta... it's saying it quickly so that you get mm. to the point quickly. So yeah, it yeah. Cut, and again, yeah, yeah. but I think where Peter's going is because the mindset now has changed yep. so dramatically. You don't have time because mm. we've all learned to pick this stupid thing up and we can scroll through <laughs> a thousand things. We're in the old days. You couldn't like in a newspaper, you had to, you had to physically read spots mm -hmm. kind of flip quickly. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is so fast. I pick up my phone, guys. Yeah, it's di it's different, right? So you got to get different. You got to think about that person. I understand what you're saying, Peter. I just, yeah. I just, I guess maybe because I'm, I'm a little bit older too, and I'm thinking, man, that's. It just seems like you, you got to spit so much out so quickly. Yeah, but you know what? There is a flip side to that. Here's why. There is um, this is a great opportunity in this new environment, and. What it's called is frequency. In the old days, when we had to go through the whole story, you had a lot of depth, but you had very few opportunities for frequency, for repetition. Right. These days, the key is shorten the message. Yeah, and more of them. But repeat it many yeah. times. Yeah. And now these digital things that we have in our hands allow us to have that world of repetition at very at barely any cost. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what Phil was saying in terms of LinkedIn. It's fantastic. And I applaud that you're helping people do that because you're actually creating this um, awareness about it. The way that I see that is that now you have to think about everyone as being in your funnel. And not everyone in the funnel is at the same level of understanding of your brand. At the very top, when people just hear your name, it's very important to have those six words be clear yeah. in their minds. It, this, Kenny is about this, Phil is about that. And that is the first contact. Then if that is powerful enough, then it will draw them into the funnel to the next level. So that when you, they will get some attention. So the attention comes from ask me, tell me more, and then I will tell you more. Going back to the LinkedIn page, the LinkedIn page is a missed opportunity for so many people because people do not realize that the first thing people see is your, your picture and your background picture. And that is a missed opportunity. We, we speak in pictures. In those images, if there is no clear personal brand behind it, there is no strategy behind it, you're going to pick up a random image that is not going to represent you. Right. So for example, um, if there is someone who is about building great relationships for people, someone who spans networks, this is a brand, a personal brand I recently uh, built, uh, helped someone build. This person is about building new connections and regaining lost business. So the imagery of this person on LinkedIn was saying nothing about that. There were no icons and the, the importance of the strategy behind the icon and the code is important. So one important thing that I didn't talk about last time is this dichotomy. There has to be a strategy in which you say, this is my positioning and my unique value proposition, but you don't serve that to people because it's not digested. People will just go, huh? 
What is that? Mm-hmm. It has to be in consumer terms. It has to be in their language. It has to be something that they, again, can can tell their grandmother and, and, and make it easy for her to understand it. And I'm, and, and I'm just making that as a, as an exaggeration for someone who would not be a marketer and who couldn't care less about what marketers do, like my grandmother. Um, but the, the essence is if you can do that, then you, you speak in codes, both verbal codes and graph, graphical visual codes. Yeah. The verbal codes are the six words. The six words is one of the codes, but you may have like 20, 30, 40 codes that you use and you will be using them in your content all the time. Again, Kenny, with repetition. Yeah, you have repetition this- is a key. Is the key. So, it's the key. In, 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 for example, LinkedIn offers a fantastic opportunity to start with. If you have your 20 codes, if you've done the due diligence to have your brand, your personal brand done, you would have a page. Like I, I teach people how to do a page of verbal codes mm-hmm. that you can start your, your posts on LinkedIn and get the repetition that you need. So instead of trying so hard to get all of the story in one page, then you repeat the codes over and over and over again. Like this person I love in this that. case. I mean, yeah. he builds- Like in marketing terms, that's your branding statement and that's your SEO, your keyword, all of it. Exactly. Yeah. You got yeah. it. That SEO, those keywords have to come from the strategy. If they come from the strategy, they give you the chance to do repetition and frequency. And then the only thing you need is reach. I mean, just think in immediate terms. And LinkedIn gives you the reach. Facebook gives you the reach. Instagram yeah. gives you the reach. I yeah. mean, the world is the, your oyster. Yeah. Because it, but it has to start with the strategy. And that's what people need to invest a little time doing. It is not hard. It is just a little work. It's critical though, you guys. It's a good point. Like if you go on LinkedIn, the first thing you do, you know, you're a go-getter and there's a picture of a pond with still water. You think, well, that's not much of a go-getter. That's a very relaxed person. So that doesn't fit. You know, looking for opportunities. Okay, so you're a loser and unemployed. Not that you are because I don't know what you're doing and you could be a very nice person, but you're not telling me that. You've got those milliseconds. You got a name, you got a picture, and you get the little bit underneath. Yeah. Right. And now mine exactly. needs mine needs cleanup too. Mine probably should go back to what I think Phil coined for me. What was it? Uh, passionate about retail. That's yeah. it. That's it. Passion Just say that. That's it. Yeah. They want to know more. Re- yeah. Then ring it up because at the end of the day, you know, work for da 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 da. Boring. I don't give a shit. You yeah. and everybody else. Exactly. And to you and everybody else. It took me. It probably took me. I think. I think if I measured in episodes, I think it was like episode 75 or 80 before I figured that out about you, right? So it's, it's not throw it in a you know microwave. Why? You don't spend enough like time. Episode one you, to don't, two, you don't want to get And I figured out what Kenny was, right? Yeah, so that? 75 episodes. What kind of friend are you? Like, you're not even trying to, you know, you're not even trying to learn <laughs> oh. anything about it. takes you 75 Listen, episodes. It's, it's only Holy five shit, seconds man. an episode. Oh my yeah, God. Like, We're I, an hour. It's that 75 five hours. Seconds. You heard Peter. It's like five seconds or three seconds. People get married. Maybe episodes, episodes, right? 75 <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, you know, you know that, but that you're not, you're not alone. That happens to all of us. Yeah. Like you should have seen my first position in statement. It was like, I don't know, three pages. That was horrible. But all like that again, you know, like, you know, there's yeah. been some good, this is why I, I do. I, I bring them up a lot because I'm not a fan of it. So I know the world knows that, 
But, you know, Trump was a brilliant marketer in the sense that it was MAGA. He repeated some things over short, short, nothing complicated, mm-hmm. and, it, and it related to the masses. Now, again, then you start digging. There's not much in the pool. There's other people have done it the other way. They've had the same concept. But once you start going in the pool, you're thinking, holy shit, man, this is a this is a pretty cool place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Like this person's got some depth and I really could be super interested about this. But if you don't catch me, right? And, that, and, that's, and there's so many people on LinkedIn, I'm sure that if I had read or taken a little more time, that probably would be really nice people to meet. But picture didn't look good or didn't match the name, the face. And I thought, eh, whatever. Yeah, but you know, that's yeah, sad, that's right? a great point. You know, that example is great. And if can I go back to the example of um, uh, Kenny and Phil? I mean, if you say uh, what would have happened if in episode one or when you guys first met, Kenny would have said, "Hey, Phil, this is Kenny. I put fire under the retail's belly." And you would say, "What?" Why you say that? Well, that that takes you to say, "Tell me more." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that puts a lot of interest in saying, "Okay, you put some fire on, in retail." And if I didn't get anything, you say you put something powerful in retail. Why? Oh, because you're passionate. So again, you don't have to say. Maybe in your position statement, you say, "I am passionate about retail." Yeah, that's your position statement. And this will be one of the codes. And you know, there may be many. I'm just yeah. made one up right now. But mm-hmm. I, I make retail come to life. I put passion back in retail. See, but the, I, I'm with you. See, when I see people say that on LinkedIn, let's say I see, and it's, but the picture's now got to match, right? Again, back to visual. If it looks good, I, I, I do start, start creeping people that way because I'm kind of compelled now. I'm thinking, well, that's interesting, mm-hmm. right? And again, it's not, it's not even, it's I probably on our subconscious level. Like sometimes I read them because I'm conscious. I'm thinking, wow, you did a piss poor job selling yourself. I really just want to see if, if you're more than that. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll dig in and think, you know what? You are more than this, but you're really not going to get too far because I'm doing this now because I, I feel in- bad. I'm not doing it because I'm interested. I'm almost doing it to see that, I mean, fuck, are you really this, really not this good? And yet you turn out <laughs> to be a rock star. Well, it's hard, right? You know, you're selling, you're yeah. selling a, a Ferrari engine, but you're looking like a Toyota. Exactly. It's not going to work for me. Right, man. You got to, I feel it. I feel it every time, like it's actually a bit of pressure. Right. But, but when we do, when I put out the episodes every week, right. So every week I do the, I do the production for the episode on Monday night and I put the episode out and then Tuesday I do the LinkedIn or the socials for it. Right. And um, depending on how I write the LinkedIn bit, um, it, it drives, it drives listenership up and down like when when i've i know when i've written just a a rock solid you know i think we all do because even i share those more quickly again it's sometimes probably on a subconscious level where yeah i read what you said i thought oh yeah he hit that like that's spot on yeah yeah like that's an easy share right and others you'll think he said it right but it wasn't not you, you lazy ass. <laughs> hey, spent, listen, like... <laughs> this relationship was built that way. This relationship, we knew no, from no, the no, beginning but... that you were the podcast. Oh, responsible, no, no, no. But, but the me. truth is, is exactly that, right? Is, is, um, you know, if, if you're still struggling with how the, I, I don't think any of our listeners are, but if you are, 
you've got to be that interesting, right? Like you've, you've got to find that, you know, like, cause really like when I do write good episode headers, we get a lot of downloads. Well, right? they resonate. Go, Wait, what, what is that? That's so interesting. What, what is that all about? Right? Like, and they're there. Yeah. Right. For sure. If I just like, but if I just said, uh, <laughs> co-founder of whatever showed up, then people are like, well, whatever. Peter like, Rodriguez, I see those titles all the this, time. This, right? this, so, and this, 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 yeah, and this is on the show. You're it's, thinking it's interesting. It's who? clickbaity. It's, you know, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, who cares? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the point. I mean, people only care when it's relevant to them. And yeah. it's only relevant when it's attached to a state of mind. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. all of us come to, to, all of us buy stuff and pay a premium if it fits a neat state that's important to us. Yeah. And that is the that is the first thing to figure out in order to deliver a personal brand message. Because if not, people will just not care. I mean, people don't have to don't have to listen to your story. People no. will want to your story as long as it benefits them. Yeah. It's all about me. It's all yeah. about me. And that is that is missing, you know, 90% of the time in every time I talk to people who I, um, I advise or I counsel in terms of personal branding, because they say, well, I want to talk about me. I'm so great. I've done so much. I've, my career is fantastic. I've done, I've done. Yeah, but no one cares about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to convert that into a benefit that attached to a relevant state of mind will create that great um, syn- synergistic attention to you. They, mm-hmm. When people want more, yeah. people want more and more and more. And um, you can do that. In, in, and people would say, I, I, the other day I had a good chat with a creator who would say, well, you know, Peter, I mean, you want me to create more content on for, for personal brands, but I mean, we're going to run out of ideas on how many people, how people can be different. And they said, well, you know what? You just gave me the the answer uh, not to work with you anymore because you need to think much broader. You need to think about how unique every, how distinctive every person can be for a specific state of mind. And then the words and the images come. You can attach all of those codes that I talked about uh, in the images that you talked about, Kenny, to create that imagery, that belief that you are A, B, or C. Right. And uh, I think that that is something that we usually do not give ourselves credit for. There is a, everyone, every individual can learn and we should all learn from an early stage in our careers, how to do that. Because the ability to create that belief, that uh, value, that sets of values in someone else's mind is worth everything. It's going to give you open path for career progression it's going to give you new contracts it's going to create bigger audiences for your podcast it's going to be that thing that uh as uh phil said i mean if you promise something if you go back to the best written headlines you will find a common theme they resonate with a need state that people want to hear people want to be want to hear about their problems, want to hear about their wants, their dreams, their aspirations. And here you come with an interesting conversation that is going to fuel those dreams, aspirations, and wants. Instead of just serving up um, information, 
I mean, information and data is great as long as it is used for something that is interesting. And, um, but that, that win-win mindset, that outcome-based thinking is the one thing that we don't have. I didn't have that at the beginning and I'm so glad that I found a way to figure that out because at the end of the day, it's just looking at things from outside. Yeah. How is this going to be? And it's also losing, I mean, there will be people who will not like your brand. That's something that another insight that I don't think I have talked about. What? In the show. Are you not us. No, no. We're talking about brands, not Phil, not me and you. Other no, things. You, no, not other you. things. Peter, With that brands. was almost Brands are not universal. And that's in, in <laughs> when we think about our personal brands, we are terrified not to be accepted by some people. But you know what? We need to accept, just like any brand, yeah. when you become the brand manager of your own brand, you accept that you're not going to be relevant to 100% of the audience. And that's perfectly fine. You will be, the best brands are to some extent polarizing. They're for A, but not for B. There are are Coke people and Pepsi people. And um, I mean, there is also some people who are cola drinkers. I mean, they're in the middle, but really like hardcore, hardcore you get one or the other yeah. and they're talking to specific, specific audiences in the same way, your brand is going to appeal and resonate with all of those benefits that you bring to a certain group of people. And it's going to alienate other people. Now it still has to be clear, just like the example that you mentioned, um, Kenny, was it clear from a political standpoint of view? Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. could get it's it. Crystal. And it polarized, though. And like you said, you either bought it or you didn't. Exactly. And I think, you know, absolutely. absolutely. And you stay true to what you're saying and you just go. Exactly. And you will have a following that will be loyal to you, that will go to the end of the planet. Absolutely. And there will be people who want to push you out of the planet. You know what? But you're right. But that's, but, you know, again, it's not, you know, it's always hard to use those examples. But that is classic brand mark. That's classic personal brand marketing. All that's of that. Classic. Yeah. A lot of those great leaders in the world, that's what they did. I mean, some did it in a different manner, but that was sold. That was that was a sell job. Good or bad. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's not relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how I bought yeah. it, yeah. but that's my business. And he yeah. wasn't after me and he knows he's not going to get me. So he doesn't care about me. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and vice versa. It's not the big deal. Like you said, Peter, not everybody has to like the brand. Phil mm-hmm. and I've talked about that. We, we try to do the podcast true to who we are. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you don't like it, you have a choice. You don't have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And yep. we try to bring guests on that challenge it, but typically they're going to be probably in the same wheels because that's human nature too, right? We don't yeah. like confrontation as, as, a, as an animal. We like to be around like people, like-minded, like thinking, because that's, that's just human nature. I mean, why do that's you want really- to be in an adverse adversarial position? Or, or, it's not fun, right? Right. It's yeah. good for you, you know, once in a while. That- yeah, but you know, and I think that at the same time, when you are running the brand, then you are looking for the broader and broader needs that you can talk to, because yeah. that way you have volume and you have a critical mass. Yeah. So it's um, it, it, it it's a game of choosing the biggest need state, but not universal. It has to be as that's, big that's as possible to create a good business. Yes. But not um undefined to a point that you're nothing for no one 
Because you're exactly. like, no vanilla ice cream here. I mean, you have to be something so that people say, yes, that resonates. Oh, oh, I hate that. But I understand it. Yeah. And that's the important thing. It has to understand. Now, one <laughs> thing that I've also, another insight that I want to share with, with you is um, I've always believed in the ethics of this because this is a very powerful thing that I'm teaching now. It, it goes deep into the psyche of people and, and it works. Like it, advertising, that's why it works. That's why you can create habits mm. and good advertising, good marketing gets into creating habits. And look at all the habits that it has created, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now we brush our teeth thanks to marketing. Yeah. I mean, in the 40s and 50s, in the last century. Now, tons of people die because of um, smoking. Smoking. Yeah, because also created. So it's it's not good or bad, but the ethics around how to use this are very important. And I'm always reminding people, this is something that is like a screwdriver. You can use it for the best or for the worst. Right. And it's very important to know because the same principles that I um, that I show people how to build brands can create someone who actually is followed for a lot of good but the exact same principles can steer people to follow people to do things that are not great. And um, that is also another insight that I have found. And, and we do not realize that um, it has a, a huge power because when you get to those verbal codes or the um, visual codes that identify you with a desired state of mind, it becomes, that brand becomes a, a an entity on itself you then you have to just make sure you um, nurture it you make it grow and then you see everyone in the funnel are they in an awareness state what do i need to give them frequency simplification clarity that's what you serve them where are they are they in the inter, uh, in the attention mode great now you give them elements to believe in you reasons to believe reasons to believe and you keep repeating the first thing yeah. that you said the, the first six or seven words because i because i one of the most powerful words in the english language besides please and thank you guess what it is i found that it is because when you introduce the word because mm. people say oh okay yeah i get it may disagree with it but okay yeah. Now I see what you say that. I am the passion behind retail because dot, dot, dot. And then I say, oh, I see what you mean. So then if you're at that level, then you introduce a lot of because, 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 and, you, and that gives you a ton of material to go into repetition to the four or five seconds that we have been talking about. You go into LinkedIn, you're going to your, social networks and you keep just throwing out the because I after you say your six words and then all the rest of the content by usually it takes about 10 views of your statement until people get it I was like, oh okay <coughs> I see and if it is supported by a strong because I and that is relevant to your need states, then it starts taking hold. So it's like a seed. It has to, it has to create that, you know, positive reinforcement. 
and the reinforcement comes by repetition and by being truth. I mean, you need to be authentic. And that's why the when I teach people how to do their brand, I go to the depth of where they come from, who yeah. they are, what is it really valuable for them? Because you cannot sustain, you cannot go in the funnel if you don't have a strong foundation. Yeah. Because after the first because, you need to have a ton of more becauses. And if there is no strong foundation, there will not be credibility, there will not be authenticity, and it's going to be glossed. And then if you go deeper, your audience now is in the mode of interest. Oh, this is interesting for me. This is going to be valuable for my life, for my needs. Then what do you do? You serve them with more the content that you have, which is other benefits. You know, my main benefit is A, but I have like seven other benefits attached to that. And they're all of them are relevant to you because you are in the same need state. So you keep going deeper and deeper. And then magically people are open to hearing not only six words, but then it's 30 seconds and two hours. And then as many, as many pieces of content, you serve them. And then you, the last piece would be in action. So what action you want them to take by that time, they know, first of all, that you are authentic, that you are relevant, that you're distinctive. Now you're asking them to go with you places, to do things, to buy stuff, to do whatever it is. But then at that point, people already have put their cards down. They are already listening to you. You're part of the repertoire of voices in their minds. And that is important. You will not be able to sell anything or until you are part of someone's voice repertoire in their head. What does Kenny say? What does Phil say? Oh, like Phil and Kenny said, yeah, that's right. I'm going to go and do this. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have a point of view. What you call them? And that's when you go to action. And then go back into, you, you did all that. Yeah. Because I am the top six letter, six yeah. words. And that, that creates that momentum behind the brand. So it is not really that difficult. I mean, I'm just talking about the models that have been written like, decades before I was born, but people forget about the power of those things. And um, well, they're also more relevant now, Peter, too. The time is different. The yeah. time is different. And this last 15 months has even moved it. Fast. We were all going to an online digital world. We were already there for a large part, but we all agree with that. But mm -hmm. COVID definitively spiked it hard. Yes. It changed retail in a matter of 15 months. It really did. Well, in a matter of a couple of weeks, it changed it, but it sustained is my point. It's, it has changed retail. It has changed how we meet. It has changed how we will go to work in the fall or next year, yeah. right? Not for everybody and not completely, but definitively there's change. Absolutely. It will not be the same. And, um, and I think that there will be new winners and new losers. For sure. As you know, one, of the, one of the biggest examples I remember is that going into this new world, there are some examples that you say, how could they have missed that? You know, for example, one of them is Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? Did you watch it? You should watch if you watch the, um, you watch a Netflix on it? No. There's a Netflix no, called The Last Blockbuster. The Last, okay. I'm gonna, it I'm talks, gonna go it's and, honestly, it's fantastic. fantastic. I'm going to go and watch it. I'm gonna it's go so good. It. It's it is quite really, relevant. I loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was nostalgic and it, it tells the story. You're thinking, geez, yeah. they had the world, you know? 
they had to grow, but they couldn't express themselves. What was the benefit in the digital world? And it's not because they couldn't. It's because they were defining themselves in a top point as a product, as yeah. a, a service instead <clears throat> of a brand. They were defining themselves, oh, like this is the fantastic product that we offer. It's a great product. Well, as long as you do that, no one cares about product. They want benefits. And the benefit of entertainment whenever I want it was captured by Netflix. Yeah. A much smaller player at the time, but they understood that that was the, that was the driver. That was the relevant and distinctiveness, the relevance and distinctiveness that, um, that people had in mind. And no matter how big a brick and mortar player can be, when they go online, if they want to wear the same suit, they can't because the, you need to translate benefits, not products. Right. And the benefit can go. The same thing happened to Kodak. Kodak, I mean, way back when they were like in the, in the they oh, defined they their huge. business as yeah. selling film. That was not, I mean, and then they, when they wanted to jump into, we create memories and blah, blah, blah. Well, the reality is that there was something that was, you know, had left the station, which was the, you know, democratization of imagery. I mean, everyone can have imagery. I mean, that was really what people were yeah. reacting to. Yeah. I want to take, yeah. I, I want, I want to have images of me, of my life or whatever. Anytime. That's so free. funny. Two examples, that, buddy. Blockbuster could have bought Netflix and Kodak developed, it was the founder of digital. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's the word? There was, they, they had a patent for the digital camera. Kodak was the first one. Kodak was the first one. I was, I was actually looking at a Kodak addition to a, my old Nikon. I could have converted my Nikon yeah, into a go. digital camera. There you go. There, you're, but it is a matter of how you think about the brand and where it lives. The brand doesn't <clears throat> live on a shelf. It doesn't live on a book. It doesn't live on a brand guide. It lives in the minds of people that you want to influence. If you have that space for you, then you have equity, you have an asset, but it lives there. It li and it's up to you to manage it. You know, one of the biggest mistakes that people are making these days, marketers, my fellow marketers that I love and respect, one of the biggest mistakes is, well, the, we're not the owners of the brand. It is the consumer who is the owner of the brand. And by the way, they own it on social media. So let's give them huh? the power and blah, blah, blah. So you've heard that many times. Who says that? And, who says well, that? <laughs> almost no one. But <laughs> I want to give you an example. Jesus. Yeah. Names of these people have been changed to protect their, to protect their identities. <laughs> You know, let's, let, 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 let's allow, allow me to throw in some, some names now and you can edit them out if okay. you want. Last section and then we'll close it off. Otherwise we'll lose. Oh, you know what? We're back to the yeah, food yeah. topic. I'm hungry. Yeah. I will be very short. You know, for example. You, you're coming back anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, no, yeah, you're, you're coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I like talking to you, so I don't, I don't yeah. give a shit. You can take it okay. long. Yeah, we'll, we'll no, talk, sorry. Talk next no, time. Yeah. Relax. You don't, don't, you don't, worry. That, don't that's worry. You're fine. You're fine. Really. Go, you have to pull the reins on me because you know you give me the oh, microphone. Baby. And no, baby. No, baby. If we didn't want good. you on, we would have pulled the reins in already. So don't yeah. you. Worry about it. 
But you know, I think it's so important. You know, the point that I'm going to make is that you should never surrender the control of your brand. That goes for personal brands. It goes for everybody. Now, for example, um, you probably saw um, a lot of news coverage about the new cold coffee from Tim Hortons. And it's, it's on the news all over the place. The idea was, oh, we cannot describe it. Now, it's over to you, Mr. Consumer, Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Consumer, describe it. And it blew up. People were describing the product and everything that they probably didn't like about the product. And that reflected some of the some of the emotion that has been going around for Tim Hortons in the last few months. That is something in my mind that you should never do. You tell people, you teach people how to think about the brand. You don't leave it into the consumer's hands to define it. That's a marketer's job. It's not a consumer's job. It's just like innovation. You should never leave innovation in the hands of consumers because what are they gonna do? I mean, they're not innovators, they're not creators. They can tell you what they hate about the, what they have, what the gaps are, and that inspires you to create innovation. So the same thing when you're asking people to define a brand or a product or an extension, you define it for them. And if it is not relevant or distinctive, they'll throw it away. But if you do it right, they will love it. They will try it. They will adopt it. So there are tons of examples like that now. Uh, and I take it now for the personal brand. You should never let other people define your brand. You are the one in control. You're the one who sends the message. You are the one who owns the codes. You put them out there. Some people will love them. Some people will hate them. But if they're properly done based on a good strategy, they will resonate and you will have a powerful brand. And I'm going to stop it. I'm going <laughs> to let Phil pull me out of the... <laughs> For the next episode with Peter... <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, you know, you're coming back. Seriously. Absolutely. I, 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 I enjoy these talks. I, I like it. I, yeah. I find it interesting. And it's, it's just good conversation. It's yeah, relevant. Really it's relevant right now. So I mean, it's good. Yeah, very, very relevant. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. No, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, if you allow me, uh, Phil and, um, and Kenny, I would love to just tell you that now the new destination for learning more about personal branding in yeah. the brand me is precisely called brand me, brand M-I not brand M-E, brand M-I okay. dot C-A. Okay. So you were brand interested M-I. in learning more how to do it for yourself. And yeah. I am democratizing marketing for people. So and anyone, all of us can do it. And that, and, and I guess the start would be there. Very cool. I'm going to do one more thing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure that she will want to meet you uh, one of your one of the most consistent people who sound off about your episodes is is a, a, a woman by the name of Taz Latifi. Um, she runs Petropolis. She's been on the show before. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady, and um, she loves your stuff. So Taz Latifi, consider yourself introduced to Peter Rodriguez. Um, Hello, Taz. Reach out. He he doesn't bite. Um, and <laughs> no, she's uh, wonderful, an amazing dude. So um, anyway. Um, but, uh, thank you so much. We'll, we'll make sure I put the link to brand me, uh, in your, yeah. in the show notes. Um, and then, and then we'll, uh, and we'll share away we, next week when it's, uh, yeah. when it's all. Thank Very you good, guys. Man. And anytime I am delighted to be, uh, I guess I like it. Show. I mean, Peter, I think, you know, I like yeah. it. I enjoy the conversation because yeah. it's interesting. It's just, it's just, it's fun to talk about fun to listen to. It's good, man. I think um I think what would be cool is if you came back on um 
when we start, when we start opening up again, I think it would be an interesting time to come back on again. Yeah. Cause I think, um, all, honestly, all of this stuff is very relevant and, and, you know, like, uh, in the U S you know, markets are starting to open up. People are starting to move around again. And, uh, here in Canada, I don't know, you know, hopefully, hopefully in, in, <clears throat> you know, hopefully I'm wrong. And in a couple of weeks we're moving around again, but if, if not in, in a month or two, um, it's not much that much longer. Gonna... I mean, it's going to be different up here the versus down there. You know that dude, we, we haven't even eaten out in the, like, yeah. well, <laughs> you know, like what's the big deal. Right. So what's the, what's the big deal, yeah. you know, um, you know, another month or so, but, uh, anyway, Peter is, thank you so much for, for joining Thanks, us. Peter. Appreciate it. Really thank you very much. Um, Wish you all yeah. the best. All Thank you, Matt. For, you uh, for the podcast, I'm sure you're going to be uh, even more, way more su successful than you have uh, been so I far. Thank that. you for Thank having you. me. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Thank you, sir. Phil? Yes, sir. I am going to go eat. I'm a hungry you boy. Should. You should go eat. My tummy's grumbling. <laughs> My tummy's grumbling. <laughs> okay. Go eat. Shut her down. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. That's Have good, man. Night. Thanks, Peter. Peter, again, really, thanks for coming on. That was great. Thank you very much. Phil, take care, buddy. Thanks. Shout okay, out. Take care. Bye, Bye guys.